Hello, and welcome to Going Off Track. Hello. Hello. What you're hearing is Stephen and Brad. That's us. You too, man. Don't and tell me, yourself and short. And me. My name's Jonah. Uh, Mike was supposed to be here, but he couldn't. He's, he can't be here. Uh, usually Mike he's so does, bummed he's not here. Usually Mike uh, doesn't make it because, you know, working, something awesome. But CIA. But he bought, don't, dude. Seriously, <laughs> now now it's out. Now we, now we can't take that back. But if you. Now it's known. I was trying to make it sound like mm-hmm. a joke so that nope. people would then not think that he was in the I, thought it was, I thought it was a joke. Now you kind of, nope, Mike, now Mike you're is, the one that exposed I it. I have to. Mike is in Langley. He's uh, working on uh, the Born Legacy 2, <laughs> um, uh, red, white, and blonde, and he's just really proud of it. No, his hot, his hot water heater exploded. Yeah. <laughs> exploded. It exploded. He yeah. sent this email about stuff with his house, and as soon as I saw it, I just, like, tuned out. I was like, this is a bunch of stuff I don't understand and never will have to deal with. Yeah, because you're not a but homo. I have, yeah, but I have a hole in my roof where water comes in. <laughs> and But you're not responsible for it. I'm not responsible for it, but it's negative 1,000 degrees and it's freezing in my room. Uh, but I have a heating pad, so things are looking up. Wow. Uh, in your t- bed? In my bed. <laughs> It's for my back problems, but now I just kind of like it. Nice. You can't have back problems if you do as much yoga as you do. That's why I have, I have a yoga-related back injury that oh. I've been getting help for. It's, it's kind of boring. Anyways, today on the podcast, <laughs> our guest, Taryn Killam. Dude, like, we've been wanting to get Taryn on for so long. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of his. I didn't see him on Mad TV, but I did see him on Scrubs, and I was like, this Scrubs, so damn funny and just something special about him, and damn it, he proved that correct. Yes. You may also know him from Saturday Night Live. Um, and his new comic book. His new comic book. It's called, The Illegitimates. The it's Illegitimates. on IDW. Yes, and it's <clears throat> it's great. I went to a party when he released it and got a copy, and it's super awesome, and we talk a lot about comics and sort of the illegitimates how it came together which i thought was kind of maybe something different for him it's cool it's fascinating i, I mean love it's crazy it. he bankrolled it <clears throat> like it's really like it's really impressive he you know he's he's he can he can do that also you know we, we talk about how <clears throat> he got started and you know you know i have one of those people where you're like oh cool the good ones it does happen yeah of course you know he works his ass off he happens to be funny as hell but he's cool Yes, yeah, super cool. Very friendly. Because there's some people you meet and you go, how did you fall up? Because there is that phrase, shit floats. But uh, he is the complete opposite of that. I've just been a fan <laughs> forever. Like you can't say something nice about someone without like disparaging like um, an imaginary person. No, no. I have to disparage imaginary <laughs> people because once the imaginary people unionize and come after us, there's just no stopping them. Yes, that is true. You got to keep them in their place. Mm-hmm. Keep them at bay. They messed with me when I was a kid. My imaginary friends were just, they were angry. Yes. And they didn't like anyone. I understand. But yeah, you can, um, you should check out Taryn's comic book. There's, um, you know, he's putting out a whole run of them, I believe. I, yeah, I think the first, I think the six? first six or seven are, are yeah. finished and he's going to have a trade come out at some point if you're a, a trade waiter like myself. Yeah, so wait for the trade or buy the individuals. Um, you can check them out every Saturday night on TV with that my lo- sister. Yeah, with your sister. Um, he started the same year as Vanessa, correct? He did start the same year as Vanessa. So it's been like, what, five years now? Four? This is their fourth season. That's so crazy, dude. Pretty crazy. So time moves fast and... That's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let's let Taryn talk about comedy and music and be awesome. It's going on track! This is like 
the least intimidating version of the basic instinct <laughs> in, interrogation scene. Like, I'm going to uncross my legs and you'll just see my pants <laughs> and cross them back yeah. and none of you will be turned on. I was a little turned on. Or, well, I was a little bit turned on. Today on Going Off Track, our guest is Taryn Killam from Saturday Night Live. Hello. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks thanks for having me, buddy. Yes. Great yeah. to see you. Good to be here. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New, Happy New, New Year. Year to you. I New give Year. myself to the 15th, so I there's <laughs> I literally a day longer from when we recorded this. where I, feel, I You get half a month, I feel. Yeah. yeah. And then if you haven't seen people by then, you know, it's like, oh my God, good to see you. It's not... It's not trivial enough to be like, hey, happy new year. We haven't seen each other since since the turn of the new year. It's more often like, we haven't seen each other in a long time. And we should catch up on more important stuff than, you know, the turning of the Christian calendar year. Yeah. You know, that you Christian stuff we haven't Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. I think we have to. Now, you started at SNL the same year that Vanessa did, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was stoked that you were getting on the show because I've been a fan of yours since scrubs oh that's awesome and um oh god now, I've, now i'm blanking on the name jimmy the that's, overly affectionate orderly yeah touch touchy over overly touchy <laughs> orderly but that yeah that's enough yeah i guess familiar <laughs> with this character it's so damn funny and it they did a series of webisodes yeah exactly yeah that's that's all bill lawrence who created scrubs and before that spin city and yes. since that cougar town cougar town correct um who's very good to me he he cast me in a pilot when I was I think twenty two or twenty three, uh, and and he's just a if he if you get along with him he's an incredibly loyal guy. Cougar Town is that show that every episode is titled after a Tom Petty song. Is that true? Yeah, oh, every, I didn't know every that every episode. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Why do I know that? Why do you? That's really weird. All right, you, I mean you're a Bill Lawrence fan. <laughs> I'm obviously. a Bill Lawrence fan, yeah. but I never watched Spin City because I don't like. Um, sitcom i don't like laugh sure. i don't like people laughing i like the live of. version because uh, i do watch saturday night live yeah yeah, yeah. and have for i mean ever uh but you're a mad tv alum too right i yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, a, a lifetime ago mm-hmm. i did half a season on that when i was 19 19 yeah yeah damn now how did you get that were you doing improv in that LA? was a, no that was a complete fluke um in sort of how circles come back around, I, I had the same manager as Keenan at that time. I, I no longer do, but um, Mad TV called wanting to audition Keenan. And I think he passed on it. Uh, but my representation at the time knew I was funny, but I, I had never taken an improv course. I'd never performed stand up. At that point, I was just kind of high energy, funny guy, and, and always could kind of do impressions. Um, and, the, and they're like, you should see this guy. And, and it just sort of snowballed out of control. And I ended up get fooling everybody and getting it. What um, season was that? Who was from the other it cast was seven. It, so it was, it was, um, Alex Borstein. She left halfway through the okay. season. It was Will Sasso's last season. Wow, um, so I was there funny. with Michael McDonald, Mo Collins, Andy Daly, Stephanie Weir, um, a lot of crazy, talented, good performers you know um how did they treat you being like the youngest obviously how old was everybody yeah. else like, you know mostly i'll say i'll uh i think i think the next oldest was a girl i got hired with uh catherine fiore who is maybe five years older than me um and then everybody else was almost a good 10 years older like did um, they take you under think, their wing or were they like yeah kid uh, honestly I, w- I would probably say for the most part a little dismissive just because that's the energy of that environment not not 
out of uh, they didn't intentionally make, try to make me feel bad but you're so you know it's kind of the same at, at snl you're just you get consumed by your own thing um but there were people who did look out for me and and on the cast sasso uh was was the guy who did that the most i also came in with uh, as i said Catherine and bobby lee um so i felt i felt close to those guys but then on the writing side a lot of the writers were took sympathy on this kid who is in way over his head. Um, and Michael Hitchcock, uh, who's been in a bunch of the Christopher Guest movies, he's, he plays, um, you know, uh, uh, in Best in Show, he uh, is, uh, is the guy who, who's obsessed with his Greyhound, you know, the Jake yeah. catalog couple. Yeah. He's that guy in, 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 uh, in Waiting Gu- for Guffman. He's, he's, he's Guffman. A, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's the drugstore owner. That kid stole who, my yeah, post and machine. He is bad news. And, yeah, exactly. Like <sighs> I love that. Yeah, dude. and you know, Corky said he couldn't reschedule no, the auditions, and you know, he's the masters. So. God. God, I wish I was in the show. <laughs> um, my wife had listed on her like MySpace page that she was from uh, Nibali. Amazing. Like, like when N- we first, Nibale, when uh, we first met, and I was like, all right. Wait, oh, yeah. She's a keeper. We're in. <laughs> We're good. Keeper. I back it. <laughs> That's amazing. So, are you the only person who was on Mad TV and no, SNL? No, one other guy, Je- Jeff Richards, um, who he did Drunk Girl on SNL, which was at the time maybe my favorite character that was being done. It was an update character. Huh. And he's like, Do you want to know? Do you want to know? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yep. It, I mean, it's hilarious. Look at he He's. he's really funny and he was on i think a season and change maybe maybe two seasons i'm not sure um but he he did it first where are you from originally southern california oh well oh you're the oh you're the one yeah that's me i know the only native i was wondering who went into the industry i feel like los (laughs) angeles and southern california is full of (laughs) natives but they you know not native americans not the you know indigenous people but like people who who were born and raised there american indians but, yeah not 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 that nation mm. um but just just people of all colors and dreams uh <laughs> and, and but i but i do feel like people who who are born there and stay there tend to just be doctors and you know, lawyers and you know like mm-hmm. just go you know at los angeles is full of people with regular jobs too it just happens that a lot of the industry people are transplants i bag it now where's the name taryn come from are your parents big chronicles of pure dane fans? exactly yeah bullshit are they no. really yeah lloyd alexander book i yeah, swear to pride god I, that's taryn P- how do you pronounce I, i've always said pride and chronic you say pure dan pure dane pure dane i yeah. love it at least when i was a kid that's, that's awesome. what i pronounced yeah i love it what is that it's um do you remember Disney Yeah, Disney's Disney, worst animated movie. They did the Black Cauldron, they ruined it. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically okay. not the Black Cauldron, it's basically the Book of Three. Right. It's the first one. hundred percent. Nerd. Yeah, no. Um <laughs> but as a kid, I remember thinking like Taryn is the most beautiful name. If I ever have a kid, oh I'm gonna n- name them Taryn because it could be male or female. And the door was shut so hard by my wife. That oh wow! Didn't happen. <laughs> oh oh oh! Invite me over for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> that turned out all right. <laughs> well, no, when 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 you were on SNL because I always knew you as as Jimmy the overly touchy orderly. Didn't yeah. know your name. Yeah. Um, there was like Terrence. I was like, I wonder. Yeah, hundred percent. Your parents are really big Lloyd Alexander. My fans. dad. Yeah, my dad. There's also a tradition, kind of that my dad started and and might end with him, <laughs> of uh, the initials for four or five generations 
of the males in my family are THK. Our initials are THK. So he knew he wanted to find a T name, and he loved that series um, when he was in college. He discovered it. and um, I like it way better than Chronicles of Narnia because it's not allegory. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's super fun. I mean, it, it's it's like kid light yeah. uh, Tolkien, you know? Yeah, completely. Yeah. I back it, all you readers out there. Yeah. Terran Wanderer, book four. Exactly. That's all you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Castellier, yeah. Uh, the Horn King, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, they are. They're great, guys. I'll check it out. Jonah and I are anyway, both uh, Anyway, we're read. here talking uh, kid fantasy fiction in the Converse Music Studio. <laughs> I also recently read Terrence's comic book, Illegitimate, yeah. and it is so awesome. Have you, have you oh, gotten it yet? No, not yet. Steven is a huge comic book person. Oh, so, dude, I, I would love to hear what you think. I, well, I love the... Um, I love the theme of it. It's the a 007. It's all his illegitimate kids, right? Exactly. Yeah, five of them. Yeah. That's brilliant. Anytime, oh, that's brilliant. Anytime there's an idea that I haven't heard, because if you're a big comic book fan, you're like, oh, they're doing that again. Oh, that's a yeah. neat take. But this is something I haven't heard yet. Oh, cool. Oh, thank it. you so much. I back, yeah. it a lot. I back um, anything original and comic. So, yeah, again, that's cool. <laughs> oh, and it's thanks. cool that they're not, re- again, the, the same thing like you were saying, everything. Oh, they're redoing that again. It's like, when you, another, read, right. it's like when you read Saga by Brian K. Vaughn, you're like, oh, Oh shit! Oh, the, oh, He's, where did isn't the, he oh, brilliant? Damn it! I know why the last man is one of my. I think may, probably my favorite title ever. Oh really? Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love it. Um, it it's I, I'm I'm been a, a fan of comics for a long time. Uh, was you know sort of the second dream after SNL, and uh, and and in some ways the first because SNL was sort of sort of came later in life. Like after Mad, before that, before Mad TV, I was just an actor kid. And then that kind of thrust me into comedy and and up until then, always an SNL fan, but it wasn't a reality. It was not something I could conceive of achieving. It was kind of like, well, that's a different world. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not like those people. Uh, and then after Mad TV, it, it became a possibility. So I went back to Groundlings and started training. But comic books, um, yeah, uh, my my whole life, I, I, I kind of came into it. <clears throat> through uh the x-men animated series and jim lee's x-men number one uh all all iterations yeah all yeah. covers yeah uh, yeah Jerk. exactly Jerk exactly face. all of the shifted wraparounds and yeah ruined it for everybody oh yeah well I, I i i did some work for mtv and this website uh now defunct on mtv geek and i got to interview jim lee a couple of times and i had to go you know you that was a really dicky move just in, so many, had to have them all. So many different variant covers. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you knew we had to buy them. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, ah, punk yeah. ass. Yeah. All those. That, that was a good run yeah. of X-Men. Oh, my God. The, the best. My favorite. And then, and then, yeah. And then, and then, I love teams. Like, I love anything with teams. Magnificent Seven, Dirty Dozen are two of my all-time favorite movies. Um, How do you feel X-Men about uh, Fantastic Four? Uh yeah yeah I I like you could say them. they're lame that they're they're you know they're not it fun. was just yeah it was a little a little more uh flighty yeah for for yeah. lack of a better word we're you rich know. scientists I I'll, I'll also say anything that was so extremely based in science and exploring the negative zone and anything yeah. super heady kind of lost me yeah. and a lot of I felt like a lot of DC was that other worlds and I, it, they both have equal amounts justice you know? league international yeah right yeah I, yeah <laughs> did you read that a little bit yeah that because that's like the really the comic booky one with yeah. um uh blanking on the name but uh keith giffen drew it but it was the one where it's like um now superman's gonna punch green lantern in the face because he's being a douche yeah it's right. really really funny yeah that would be a great movie 
Uh, that exact title. Superman's going to punch Green Lantern in the face because he's being a douche. It would being be like an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, whoever That'd made be that, the, the like, subtitle <laughs> probably. <laughs> whoever, be like, whoever made the movie. I think Ryan Reynolds is hilarious and was probably the most perfect Deadpool, even though X-Men Origins Wolverine was stupid. Mm-hmm. But he was awesome. Yeah. But then someone said, make him Hal Jordan. No, he's not. And Who's that, your Hal Jordan then? Uh, I always I always lean towards Colin Farrell. And I don't know why. <sighs> I like that a lot. He's I would so say great. Dennis right? Quaid would be mine. I think. Ooh, yeah, DQ. I like the that DQ. A lot. I back That's what that. I call him. All right. Maybe a younger Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Because Dennis Quaid did go into burn to Dennis Quaid. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Your time is done, Quaid. <laughs> well, who? Do, what? What comic book character did he play? He played, if you like teams, did you go this route? He played General Clayton Hawk Abernathy for G.I. Joe. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nerd. Oh, man, shipwreck's the dream for me. <laughs> really? You can yeah. do shipwreck. Hey there. Yeah, hey there, Duke. <laughs> you have a bird. <laughs> Thanks, man. I love, yeah. What was the Get bird's a- name? I do not remember. Me neither. Well, now we've just failed it was, was it a macaw? It was probably a macaw, or, or was it a parrot? It was a parrot. It was, it was, I think it was a, a parrot, green bird. I don't know the bird's yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, of course, Spirit. Spirit, the, the Native American The guy. Native American long-haired yeah. tracker. Not racist. He no, didn't no, have to no, cut no. his hair. Right. It's the army. This conversation uh, makes me feel like I'm drunk. This guy's just speaking English. I know yeah. that, but it's like, uh. Right. Again, I take Sorry. it back. This no, like, it's fine. This, this is, is I mean, perfect. This, this, this is, is when you talk with legit. Jeff Rickley and you throw out these bands and I'm like, no, totally. that's not a right. real band. Yeah. And yet you've seen them all six times, which I love. <laughs> Genius. Okay, here's the thing about you... Love comics, love comedy. Now you're getting yeah. to do both. Yep. I mean, SNL, like, we get it. Dream come true. Awesome. Sure. Thanks. Um, but then you write your own comic. Now you're working with an artist. You're putting it all together. Like, how long yeah. have you had the idea? Uh, a long time. A long time. And, and, it, and it was the sort of thing where, you know, you're living in an apartment with a bunch of guys, uh, you know, my, my three best friends who are still my, my best friends now and thinking of ideas of groups and what could we, something we could all do together. And, and, and it came a little bit from, from that way of like, what if we were all the bastard kids of a super spy, but then falling in love with that idea and, and seeing the kind of worlds that that opens up, you know, loving bond, loving Jason Bourne, loving mission impossible, uh, and sort of sort of wanting to exist in that world, always coming at things from sort of the comedic take, because it is a funny idea, you know, if Bond was a horn dog, uh, surely they're... they're and if you, you read know, the original books, pretty misogynist. Uh, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Borderline, pretty date rapey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James well, Bond. I mean, I mean, very Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, mean? all right, I get in arguments with people a lot. Yeah. Connery's definitely, I'm, to me, my favorite uh, Bond. Who's, yeah. who, obviously, who do you... No, he's, he's the Lazenby, iconic dude. Bond. George Lazenby. <laughs> That's the man. <laughs> Her Majesty's Secret Service is a, it's a, a great really movie. Good movie. It's, it's a, a really, really good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sean and Connery, but I'm, I'm loving Daniel Craig. I love it. Yeah. I love it. He's just a killing machine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, completely misogynistic of, <laughs> of another world. Um, and in the comic, if you've read it, you see that we start with that very familiar nugget of, a, of an idea and, and of a character and try as quickly as possible to move away from it and establish these five characters, our heroes, as quickly as possible and, and hopefully the readership grows to love them. Is it just five? Are there more kids floating around? 
by the book. Uh, <laughs> I now, only yeah. read this, trades, this, Taryn. All right. We've done well, six uh, issues. Wait I will June. buy it. Wait till June. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think we've definitely kept in mind that this is a, this could be a much grander world. Who's How, publishing it? IDW. Right on, dude. The be- they've been <sighs> fantastic. So when you conceptualize this, are you look? Is it like when you're making Lost? Or like, are you looking like? like six years from now or like do you have like a grand outline like hopefully we get to this like maybe this will happen down uh, the road yes yeah it's um it's it's coming up with how how do we introduce these guys how do you tell sort of its own interesting story um but as as you as we've explored it mark and draco and i who, who's writing it with me um you think of individual one-offs for each character you know spin-offs uh, going back and kind of doing adventures with the moms because they kind of play a big part in in this in this arc how the fuck did At you least. get to meet mark and draco and get to do that torso, is that for real you, torso yeah, yeah. is one of the best um, books man. oh that's awesome mark every torso this no, is no, right it's up both your alleys. it's about the yeah. first well it's all, all ohio too yeah. So, really yeah yeah, it's about the first serial killer in America, straight out of, mm-hmm. and it's it's um it's like connected Elliot with Ness. Elliot Ness and and the entire really? prohibition and yeah, it's an amazing story. Brian Michael Bendis yeah. drew it. This is my favorite fact. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis's uncle is one of my close friends and the co-creator of the state on MTV. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean he wasn't part of the comedy troupe, but he knows all of them, and he managed from the production to, side and put it all on MTV oh, that's years so cool. ago. This yeah. weird world. So, the, the circles are so small mm. for how giant this planet is. Draco's amazing. He's God a great guy, bless. too. Uh, been a friend of mine for, for I think, all, uh, eight, nine years now, something like that. <gasps> Damn. Yeah. His, the way he just builds a character is phenomenal. Yeah, he's been so helpful. Because it's I'm, I'm super green. And uh, uh, thus far, with one issue out and the next one coming out tomorrow, issue two comes out tomorrow, um, the world has been very kind to me the comic book world which i am grateful for because i uh, am admittedly uh, you know very new and 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 pretty green and andraco has been my saving grace because he is what well, seasoned well it's not unlike what you do for snl where you have a limited amount of time you have a limited amount of pages yeah you know and you have a limited amount of shots you have a limited amount of panels and you have to learn how to tell the story in between those panels you yeah know? yeah and you're a fan you know mm-hmm. so it's there's a there's like an inherent muscle memory f- as from just being a reader for sure. Um, I went I went back. You know, there's guys like you know Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman, who are just like, well, that's that's a that's just a different league. That's a league that'll never exist in. Like it, it's nice to buy a ticket to float around that <laughs> that league and view it from the outside. Um, and, and and our title, Illegitimates, is intentionally lighter fare you know enjoy your popcorn with a comic kind of thing because I, I think that's sort of what the super spy world is anyway it's it's escapism it's he always gets a girl he always stops the bad guy you know it, it's fun we we want this to be fun first and foremost um but you know y- you also don't don't want it to be a throwaway you don't want to be like uh, and then they, and then they b- 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 blow up the building you know it, it, we, we've put a lot of thought into it and we want these characters to seem real and we want these characters to grow and and for people to like them and hopefully fall in love with them um so yeah so so and draco ha- has really helped in pushing that as That's much so as cool. i as I, l- I would like to be like comics or writing writing for comics is easy um it, it's not and 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 mark andreco and our artist kevin sharp 
have, have both really um, elevated this project more than, than I could have ever hoped for. Was it easy to look at the art and go, that's awesome? And was it hard to be possibly critical? <laughs> Impossible. Like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> you know, like, who the fuck am I? Like, wow, well, it'd be great if really they punched this. I, like, I, I, every page, I, and this is no joke, like, the first five pages I received, like, I would get teary-eyed of, like, I, I wrote down a paragraph of information, but this is art. This is real art. And who the fuck am I to say, like, oh, it'd be great if his head was turning this way. Um, I, I just would write back, like, you're so good. You're so good. I'm so proud of you. This is a skill set that is hard-earned. And and what an accomplishment. Thank you. Um, but as the series have, go- have, have, have gone on, and as, as we... Did you ever say, who am I? Um, my wife's in S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> not, a, not in that order. <laughs> I normally wake up, say the second thing first. <laughs> my wife's... <laughs> my wife's Maria Hill. <laughs> and, then, and then take a shower, look in the mirror, and who am I comes at that point. <laughs> um, uh, it's so awesome. It is awesome. Uh, my life is uh, way more than my fair share of, of good fortune. My question is, though, it seems like... Oh, no. It, no, no, no. This <laughs> your is tone, n- Jonah. Your tone feels Let's like get, you're going to bring it right this down. Is, this is why we brought you in. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like if I were you, like SNL, obviously the hours are so crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was on hiatus or doing a break, I would be like, I'm going to sleep and like eat a bunch of pizza. Like, I feel like where does that kind of drive come from to be like, no, I want to do this other thing? I think it's that old thing where it's not work if you love what you do. Right. Um and and it and it's and it the the story of how it came to be because I've had the idea probably for seven eight nine years now, um, and the and taking the initiative because it's all produced out of pocket like you know I'm I'm that's probably the element that I'm most proud of is like I produced it I made it happen, um, everything else after that I had incredible help and just and and was able to surround myself with some of the best people in the business uh but i made it happen and it's a very romantic new york story of how that came to be which is i was on a subway i think my first season i think it was my first season i'm on a subway with the same best friends that i was living with when i came up with the idea and there's this lovely family a husband wife and and a a daughter around my daughter's age and uh she says something cute and we kind of lock eyes and the dad goes oh are you aren't you on snl and i say yeah and he said you're married to Kobe and I said yeah and he said she came and did a, a tour of our offices and I was like what are your offices and he's like well I'm an editor at DC Comics and the reason she'd done a tour of the comics I was with her and it was her father's day gift to me was to, she got this incredible <laughs> like like amazing tour of the DC offices on on 54 can we pause for one sure. second Trish if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know you're not continue <laughs> So yes, I said, oh, I was on that tour, and he said, yeah, my name's Mike Martz. I edit Batman comics, <laughs> like, that, like only in New York, only in New York. So we exchanged information, and I invited him to a show, and just said, you know, uh, so cool to meet you. Uh, and then it, it was like a year later where I said, you know what, I'm gonna kind of pull the trigger and see if I can make this happen. Put 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 my money where my mouth is, and. And uh, that was a slower process. Like we got, we had the first issue done before we had a publisher. Um, the first issue was probably finished, maybe almost an entire year before it was released. Um, 
so yeah, so so uh, yes, it, it, there have been moments where it's been it's felt like maybe this is too much, and maybe I, I, I've bitten off more than I can swallow. Um, but I, I there's a, I wrote and came up with a comic book that is now in comic book stores, and that is more than worth it. You know, it's it's that sort of end result of, of uh, so many people I've found in any industry, be it any any aspect of the entertainment industry, music, television, film comic books more often than not the people who succeed are the people who just do it i have and i'm sure you do too so many incredibly talented smart friends who uh, are both more talented and smarter than myself but never execute so much of it is just doing it and that's the hardest part i mean i have so many i've been sitting on so many like ideas i have like oh this is a great idea that would be like i have an idea for this for an animated show and it's like i just gotta do you know but then but also it's hard like life gets in the way work uh, you know 100 percent. there's you know you have a daughter you know it's like all this stuff uh, you know i have a daughter now too and it's like oh my god everything like all of a sudden it's like (laughs) i i have to just focus but it's like you know and i was telling jonah right before taryn came in i was like you know sometimes brad can't sit on on the podcast but brad also has a daughter and a son and i have two daughters and i was like jonah this could be dad cast again sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it goes yeah. that way sometimes <laughs> it does yeah <laughs> so when are you gonna find a girl <laughs> uh, i just had this conversation in Ohio when are you gonna settle down, down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love your grandma yeah, literally <laughs> that's amazing she's like 90 and it's like jonah 96. when are you gonna settle 96. that's incredible yeah. she's it. what my grandma in Ohio is 96. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awesome. Bless yeah, it all be so lucky. Yeah. So Absolutely. your grandmother knows people or remembers people growing up that talked to people who talked about the Civil War, who were there. That's how, like, that's where, like, it Yeah, goes. I guess so. Wow. No, that's a fact. <laughs> that's where <laughs> it is. I don't thought. know. She's kind of a shut-in. Yeah. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't have much of a social life, so it actually isn't a guaranteed Yeah, act. she just started going out at 80. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't a casual romp around the yeah, cotillion. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, do you do the digital comics, or do you like the paper? No, the I, I, I 100% prefer paper. Yeah. Um, yeah, every now and then I'll, I'll download a trade through Comixology. Um, it's pretty great. It's amazing, but... It is. I, it I is love, for travel for you. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Exactly right. I yeah. can't do it. I, I my backpack just weighs me down. You got to go in. Yeah. It's interesting to talk about people who just do it. I just finished the Jim Henson biography. I just got that for Christmas. I'm uh, really? I, I didn't hear about that. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, I l- l- finished it just last night as uh, my wife was watching some television show and she's looking up like, you okay? And I'm just sobbing yeah. in bed reading it. And that's it. He is one of those people that did so much, but there was a lot that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot, the stuff that did work that he believed in that he sat on for years, like the Muppet show. And there's things that you hear about the wars he had with networks, yeah. you know, from yeah. the day and reading him like, it's always been like this. Yeah. Well, the stu- his stuff on SNL, you know, you go back and watch it, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah. wait, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, the muck, the mucking fuppets. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. John Belushi called them. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and did now did you ever go uh, or have you been to the the Muppet Room over in, uh, at Thirty Rock? Uh, n- not the Muppet Room. Where what they where mean? they where they drew on the pipes. Oh, I don't know. No, oh, no, like Conan. I, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it, it's Max Weinberg's old dressing room. Oh, cool. Down op- on six. Yeah, and you open up a closet, and apparently, while 
forgetting the, I know Jim Henson was one. I think Frank Oz was the other one. They had to wait for a long time to do something. So they got bored and they just started drawing on the pipes and they're still there. People like freaked out about it. Oh, I got to go check that out. Yeah. It's still there. Pretty sure you can. That's incredible. Pretty sure you can get around. No problem. Um, Yeah. I, uh, my dressing room, the first two years, uh, first three years is at the end of the hall on, on eight. And there's like a little, uh, pipe room. Like there's like a little closet door you could open and there's pipes there. Um, and I guess it was like Horatio's and Daryl Hammond's like smoking, hidden smoking area. Um, but there's like a, there was like a, an, a soda can for, had to be from at least early eighties, but I, I like to think seventies that that was sort of like <laughs> a can left over from the original cast. Um, but there's all sorts of stuff around the studio around eight H of like, you know, the legacy, which that, is that, uh, Chris, watch your head thing. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Watch your head. Farley. Yeah, there's like a little sign that because like and it's padded. It's like taped up with red and white striped tape because there's like it's over on like stage three B. There's a little way to go down into paint cans and it had to be padded and somebody put in a sign. Watch your head. And I guess Chris Farley just always hit his head, hit his forehead on it. (laughs) And so I think Sandler's the one who wrote who wrote in hand like with a sharpie like Farley after watch your head. It's pretty cool. and It's still there. Tradition. Tradition. (laughs) Your your comic sounds, uh, dare I say, incredibly optionable for like television or movie or whatever, especially in uh, the realm of teams, or mm-hmm. as I like to call it, technology and movies caught up to what we comic fans always knew. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's and pretty your, funny, isn't yours it? sounds like a cool idea that could, sounds like a great movie. It sounds like, to me, a better TV series or even an animated series. I don't know how... Yeah, uh, how much money you got? Uh, (laughs) It's something that... Very little. Okay, (laughs) deal? I'm also terrible at business. Uh, It's something that has come up that I have intentionally said, let's see the comic through first. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, literally, there was a, a possibility where they're like... We, we, you know, I, my agent was like, I mentioned your idea to somebody at Warner Brothers and they want to buy the title. Uh, and I said, wait, wait, just the title? <laughs> uh, not, and then they're like, yeah, 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 they don't need the story. They just need the title, the illegitimates, which, you know, is very flattering. But it was important to me to see this through in, in, uh, in, in the way I originally conceived of it. And, and just important for me to get a comic book on shelves. It's amazing. I, I we went into a comic book in our, in our neighborhood just this past weekend, and they'd sold out of of the title, which was incredible, pretty amazing, pretty nice. amazing. And um, so all that stuff, it, it, you know. But you sound like you would have been great. happy had no one bought it. You just produced it and put it. <laughs> if on If I the walked shelves. in, if literally <clears throat> the only thing that happened was issue one was on shelves and nobody bought it, it would it, I would have been a huge success to me. Yeah, just getting it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if I walked into Midtown Comics and saw my name on a comic, I'd be like, oh, I totally rule. Yeah. I did yeah. this. I yeah. can't believe I did that. Like, you know, that's awesome. There's I mean, a little bit incredible. of that, for sure. Yeah. Did you ever read Fortune and Glory by Brian Michael Bendis? No. It was, uh, go buy it. Okay. Um, uh, and, uh, and Draco's in it. Oh, is he? And it's, it's um, uh, Oni put it out. And it's, you you could cross out comic book and write an actor or screenplay or anything. And it's, Bennis's story of getting AKA goldfish optioned and they're going to make it into a movie. And he did a cartoon diary of everywhere he went and he was allowed to name names. Oh wow. For everyone he goes through and what happens. And it's 
completely fascinating. This is, you know, 15 years ago yeah. that that happened, but it's going through the process of, again, like saying, just doing it, that's the point. If you get it done, even better. Yeah, you know, yeah, Because yeah. there's so many obstacles that are thrown up that have nothing to do with the creative process. I'm sure you know yeah. nothing about that. No, 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 no. It, it all works for me, man. <laughs> Life's a cakewalk, guys. <laughs> are you an only child? Uh, no, one of five. Okay, so Catholic? Nope. What? Yeah. Unheard of. Uh, non-denominational community church mm. in the early years <laughs> and, then, and then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. what, what number are you in the five? I'm in the middle. The first two different biological father, but raised by my dad. Okay. Um, the two sisters, eight and 10 years older, and then me, and then a younger sister, two years behind me, and then two years behind her is Taylor, the baby, my brother. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A, lot of, a lot of kids. We grew up in, in Big Bear, actually. Like from my, I was age six to about age 16, grew up in Big Bear Lake, Big Bear City, California, really? actually. Yeah. Two and a half hours east of the big Los snowboarder. Angeles. Yeah, I shred, I shred powder, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm a knuckle dragger. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, dude. I, that, I, that's where I snowboarded the first and only time was at Big Bear. Oh, really? And I rode down on my ass and my face. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was gonna say I, I fell down an entire mountain. I, I love the idea of Me snowboarding. Too. I yeah. think I would, lo- I would love to do it. Pay for the class, man. I mean, honestly, pay for the class. They teach you the mechanic, the basic <laughs> no, mechanics of weight in the I, heels. No, and, that was like one of my buddies. We were in Vermont, and I had a couple of like super snowboarder buddies that were like, "Come on, dude, you got to do it. You should yeah. be awesome." And I was like, "Sure, you know, whatever." And I did the, I did the lessons, and I, I started Learned getting. Yeah. And then one of my buddies was like, all right, man, let's do top of the mountain. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if Jesse I Jesse being a jerk. It was Jesse. Here's, the, here's the thing, so though. Your it, friends have a lot of faith in you, and that's got to make you feel good. Well, no. They, no, they want to watch him fall. They oh, sorry. Watch your friends friend you. Okay, so, never mind. Yeah, take so, it back. So then we get, so we take, like, the last rock. I mean, it was getting dark. I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, <laughs> I'll just go, let's go have beer. Like, how about that instead? And I'm like, my muscles are Upper ski, upper ski. So we get up to the top of the mountain. It's getting dark. Like, it's, I'm like, I don't, I'm starting to not feel good about this. This is a long ride. Like, I didn't, you know, this mountain. It's a mountain. Like, okay, yeah. we, you know, and we finally got up there and Jesse gets off. Jesse's our, one of our good buddies and he gets off and he, I just hear, and he goes, oh, dude, it's all ice. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do? Like, how am I going to get down? And he's yeah. like, just do the plow thing. And I was like, <laughs> and then yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm never going to make it. Like, I can't. And then he just barrels down. He's like, come on, just follow me. And I fell for literally <sighs> maybe 20 minutes straight. And then I, at one point I was like, Think my wrist is broken. I'm just gonna lay here. They have oh, dudes man. that come up and like save people. He's like, "Come on, we'll get down." And we ended up making it down. But you yeah. waited for a Saint Bernard with yeah. like a wooden a little, jug yeah, around his neck. Jug, but I ended up falling. Oh, I fell cool down the entire mountain. Yeah, you should have slid it. I mean, that's the great thing about a, a snowboard is it's also can double as a sled if you yeah. just sit between the bindings. I'm so not I, smart I went to like a class at Big Bear, mm-hmm. and my girlfriend at the time was a skier, and so I'm taking this. Uh, class and I'm riding on my butt and I'm trying it and I'm like I can do this because I did ski but I wasn't great I could I could, I'm okay yeah I watched her go into the half pipe on her skis <laughs> and then I took the snowboard <laughs> off and I went back in the car and wept <laughs> and that yeah. was it yeah but man it does uh, the people I've seen do it and the, when I've skied with people who snowboard I always think I really like skiing why do you look like you're having so much more fun than me right now yeah yeah snowboarders yeah man yeah yeah I'm adequate. There were kids in Big Bear who were like sponsored by Vans or Burton or Sims. Um, I, I I do well, and I'll even hop a 
Papa Papa Mogul from time to time. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, it's not I'm, a saying. So. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm okay. My, and, and my wife is from Vancouver, so there's Whistler just you know hour and change north, which is Lord. the condi- like I'd only ever been on on Big Bear Mountain, so Snow Summit or, or Bear Mountain, and then I went to Whistler like the first year of our relationship, and it's just. A completely different game. We also went like at the end of April, I think, and there was still snow on the mountains. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's Big Bear's that fun um, place where it's like, yeah, we're in LA, it's cool, whatever, but we can just drive two hours and bam, it's yeah, awesome. clean, beautiful, lovely, small, small, and mm. culturally cut off. But uh, there's great people there, and and uh, snow in the winter, lake in the summer. Did you know that performing was what you wanted to do while you were in Big Started Bear? pretty young, yeah, yeah. I'd started, I mean, truthfully, before we even moved up to Big Bear. I think my first commercial audition was when I was like five years old uh, for Burger King. <laughs> I walked in with like five-year-old kid and they pair you up with like a sister-brother thing and there's like a probably eight or nine-year-old girl who's just been on a, a thousand commercial auditions and like just interviewing you so do you guys uh eat at burger king she's like oh yeah it's my favorite whenever my parents let me choose for dinner i always say let's go to burger king and i'm like yeah i like it <laughs> and like uh what, what, what do you guys get the kids meals there at, uh, at burger king oh my god yeah they have the best toys i like them so much better than mcdonald's and i collect them like, uh yeah i like the crown <laughs> and they're like what about that whopper huh do you guys like mowing down on a whopper she's like oh my god it's my absolute favorite i wish i could eat whoppers all day <laughs> and i said I don't eat red meat. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. Uh, and that was, yeah, but I started pretty early. Uh, kind of a show busy family. Like, oh, okay. We're on, on the periphery of, of show biz. My mom's uncle was Robert Stack from the, the original Elliot Ness. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude. Pretty cool. Um, was it Robert Stack in the Beavis and Butthead do a movie? Sure was. He yeah, sure was. was. Also, the voice of the of FBI my, agent. Unsolved Mystery is one of my favorite yeah. uh, shows. Yeah. I, I could just listen he's to him talk. Fucking airplane. Yeah, just, what's wrong airplane. with yeah. me? Yeah. Why didn't that come out first? You're right. You're right. He's Rewind in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> he is in basketball. Well, that's Zucker Brothers too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a great guy. I got to hang with him wow. a fair amount. Yeah, really cool. He wrote letters of recommendation for me for college. <laughs> Which was pretty awesome. Which he recorded them because once yeah, you hear exactly. it, then oh, you're yeah, yeah, once you yeah, hear exactly. them, dude. <laughs> yeah, June twenty eighth, two thousand. That's incredible. Yeah, wow. he was also on. That's incredible. No, <laughs> uh, that's insane. So was was your whole family or just you? Um, so like my mom was into music. She was like a uh, you know where she kind of her highest level of achievement was being a, a backup singer for charlie daniels for for a tour which is pretty cool nice. and wow. my dad was doing the actors thing i think so he, when the devil went down to georgia comes on does she just get upset or goes, she just sings uh, along? She, she's just the harmonies stick man i have a <laughs> huge you never forget that song okay first i don't want to <laughs> derail this but so if you listen to that song right the devil totally has a way cooler like i mean demons join in and stuff yeah but his shit is awesome and then when what's his name johnny uh the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy who was supposedly the best ever been yeah. the there's so many issues with that song so so the fucking you, you can listen to it you 50 know you've times. only heard the less claypool version i love the less claypool version too and even in that version the fucking bass is way cooler from the devil's side like it's you know so the devil totally rips it and then johnny goes in and plays this like whatever kind of half-ass shit and then he's like see i won devil and the devil's like okay that wouldn't work like he's the fucking he's a demon like he'd be like guess who wins i win everything you idiot like that's like you don't chow- 
I don't know. Oh man, as Should a I representative stop? from SNL, <laughs> I, I wish you were a character on Church Lady right now. <laughs> Satan, so okay. much fodder. Uh, but I, seriously, though, Jonah brought me to, to that episode when Dana Carvey yeah. was there. I mean, did, did how did you just not insane. cry the whole time? It was it was incredible. No, I, uh, that because you know they opened with Wayne's World too. Oh so. yeah, oh, that was awesome. awesome. Um, Andy got to read Wayne Campbell at the table. And that was all. Like literally, I think uh, I think Bill or Bobby recorded it. The whole you know it, you, you freak out. There's I I had my moment of that. I got to be in a Brasky. Uh, oh, just like three episodes ago, which is, I don't know that my experience will ever be as cool no, as that moment on SNL. It, it's nice to, it's nice to know that, oh, there's that. It's nice to, that you've reached that level of, did be able to do Brasky? Yeah. It, it's just sort of that like living time machine thing where I can, I, you know, I have like very strong memories of being on my couch in my childhood home watching Brasky sketches. And now, you know, I'm sitting next to Will Ferrell trying to keep up you know it was it's pretty incredible and thank you for being here Terrence. Yeah. That's not, <laughs> there's really no other way we're 15 minutes early but that's exactly how we have to stop because there's nowhere else to go yeah no it'll be Damn. all downhill yeah that's got to be complete bonkers and when you're around people that because you know how i can tell that you're a cool person Thanks, and man. I'm sure that when new right people come you, on the show that I think you're going to be nice and treat people like colleagues. And I see those mm-hmm. other SNL folks probably the same way. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, I don't know, even uh, like operate on that level? Because I see you as a peer of all those people because I'm a fan of yours and I like what you do oh, on the thanks, show man. and how you work. But, you know, when you're sitting next to Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. No, I I do not. You know, I do not. I see myself as a peer of Vanessa and Jay's and... um it's it's been a, a very odd year to kind of look around and and the only people above you are Keenan who's fantastic you know Seth but Seth you kind of you know if if you're on the show you see him more on the writing side you know also he does com- update also and, comic guy yeah big comic guy big yeah, X Men dude yeah yeah well and he and Bill did that Spider Man the long mm. ha- the, the the it was a short one it was like a half issue it was yeah. where um yeah hater haters the reason that uh, I now give a lot of my money to Ed Brubaker. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I interviewed him a while ago, and uh, years ago, and he was like, oh, you got to check this out. And I was like, you dick. Yeah. Now I have to read everything. And then I got the interview at Brubaker. Are you read- reading Fatal? I love Fatal. Uh, it's obnoxiously good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we're going to put Cthulhu with um, detective shit. Is that cool? Has anyone done that? No, no one? And then Winter Soldier is like the best character written in the past 10 years. I know. I think, I think this movie's going to be pretty good. Obvious bias uh, yeah. towards it, but... Um, what do you think of the first one? See, I was more of a Thor guy than than a Captain America guy. I back you. I enjoyed Thor. People say like, "Oh, what? So what's at risk? He's going to destroy a little town." And it, like that was the biggest complaint that I would hear is that the stakes were sort of low, and that's like all that's at threat is a little town in New Mexico. And I just kind of want to go like, "Yeah, at first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Why is that a write off?" But I just, um, for my money, it was I had more fun. You know what I mean? Um, and I think just the special effects of Thor it felt a little more real, a little you know, more Ken, polished. I, I think Kenneth Branagh at the helm, too, kind of helped. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They made, I, like, here's the thing. Like, I love Captain America. Um, you kind of have to. You know what I mean? If you, if you read comic books and you're born in this country, you're kind of forced to love Captain America. Yep. Um, Winter Soldier, I think, is is one of my favorite arcs uh, of, you know, of the last few decades. Yeah. Um, but 
Asgard and Thor is such a like ludicrous concept. Like it's just like you know that's it's a little absurd. It was written in a time where they were just kind of pulling from everything. Whereas like uh, gods exist with superheroes and. But they made Asgard feel... There's no copyright for this? Yeah. No, yeah, it's exactly. a myth. They won't take exactly. it. <laughs> um, it uh, and and, and they, I felt in the film, they kind of made me believe Asgard could be, you know, it like was a real place. And I think it was just an excuse to get Anthony Hopkins and Idris Elba in the same film. Yeah, those are dope dudes. <laughs> That's a couple of dope-ass dudes, man. <laughs> you, put them in, you put them in metal armor on any kind of bridge. I don't care if it is rainbow. Mm-hmm. That's dope-ass. Bifrost. No, it's Bifrost, motherfucker. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just throwing it out. <laughs> we have devolved again into um, nervous. <clears throat> yeah, how did that? Oh, so so uh, so yeah. Just I I preferred Thor over the first Captain America movie, but <laughs> this new one I think I See, think I, will be pretty. I got awesome. into Captain America through um when it was uh Captain America and Falcon. Oh, cool. So well, then this is I'm so completely psyched up for your alley. Yeah, nerdness. <laughs> we knew it was going to go here. No, I'm, yeah. yes, I'm glad. This is exactly how I Sorry. thought things would yeah, go yeah, down. Yeah. No, 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 this is great. <laughs> I do I do love that you're the one that like I have a pre-existing relationship with and I think we've said five words to each other. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, You've and, been trying to come on for a while. Thank you for yeah, trying to make no, the time I, to I'm, do it. I'm so excited uh, to be in Williamsburg. <laughs> do you come out here <laughs> very much? It, it, almost not at all. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I also like, as soon as I have any downtime, I am back in los angeles to be with my family so i have yet to really fully explore the surrounding areas of manhattan um but that will change this summer because kobe's show wraps uh how i met your mother they have literally six more episodes to film it's huge after after nine years yeah and then and then they'll be done damn yeah is she gonna be on agent shields uh they're trying to figure that out that's the that's the completely open and honest I'm a answer. Fan. I dig that show. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. I like I it a lot. Yeah. Although the thing picking at his brain, a little wonky for me, but whatever, it's comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. so you think you'll be out here more once that happens? Yeah, yeah. We'll do the, the complete move. Oh really? Uh yeah, this summer. How old's your little girl? She's four and a half. Yeah, I've been to your house, mm-hmm. but not when you've been there, which is weird. Uh, you want to in LA? Oh, you went to pick up. Oh, funny. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, his office is so cool. It's you would lose your mind. It's a lot of lots fun of, toys. Lots of fun exactly. toys. Stuff you can touch and can't touch. Uh, <laughs> I'm not an. I'm not a don't touch guy. Uh, I'm. I'm. I've never been a leave it in the box. Pardon me as I burp on your show. Um, I t- I always take stuff out and I always I always like to play with it and I, I've just never been a a collector guy. Yeah, I, I back it. Yeah. Um, Huge respect for the those who are. Bobby Moynihan is a incredible collector. Keeps it keeps it with the card. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I He's just got the. Uh, I have one that I'm not taking out of the box that that Mike wants badly. It's the Batman Batusi set. It's where he's. I doing. actually ordered it. Did you I, order it? I ordered it on Amazon. Should, thank God, because they're not making it anymore. <laughs> yeah, Mattel, well, here's the th- yeah, with those, I I like to. I would. I'd, I'd buy two and open mm-hmm. one and keep one in the box. Like that's what I do. I, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You, know, like, you get both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They got the license to do the Adam West sculpted designs I, for figures. I just bought the three. I bought Caesar Romano, uh, Frank Gorshin, and, and Adam West. I'm not know, gonna, Batman, Joker, and Riddler. Yeah, I've and got, I immediately ripped them out to pack them in my bag to bring them here and put them in my office. <laughs> yep, I've got I've got the Batman. Then I, I have the uh, I forced my wife to get me the Batman Surfer 
Oh, uh, awesome. Does it come with a shark? Uh, no, it just comes with the jams and the board. No, okay, cool. that is one of my favorite. Like, I know what you're talking about from the shark repellent from the movie. Yeah, from the movie. There's oh, an this episode, from the episode. This oh, episode of okay. Batman where he, where they, it's one of the greatest things that ever happened ever on television <laughs> is where the Joker and Batman have a surf off and they both wear trunks over their outfit. Like the Joker's in his full suit and they full both on wear jams, jams. Yeah. And Batman puts on his yellow jams over his, over oh, yeah. his pants. And the Joker, I guess the Joker had this contraption where he stole a surf, he kidnapped a surfer and like put a suction cup on his head. But and that's then, not fair! And got his surf knowledge. But they, they had a full on surf off. It was hilarious. Both of them in the water. Like it was amazing. Oh, man. And Mattel just... They didn't apparently sell enough, so they're they're killing that. So what's out now is what you have to buy. They're oh, not making wow. any more of those. Oh, so I should have left it in the box. My brother gave me the Batmobile for Christmas and I'm opening awesome. that damn thing. I just haven't done it yet because my children will destroy it. And yeah. that I have to draw the line at. Yeah, I can play on. with it. Yeah. You it's can. your job to guide them. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, not teach yet. them how to behave in society. Yeah. And you don't mess up a toy car no. as a child. No. <laughs> You can push and you can mess up your toy car. <laughs> exactly. Not my. They do have their own little Batmobile and Batgirl. And, awesome. Which is very hard to find Batgirl stuff for little girls. It's yeah, very upsetting yeah. to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. The sexism <laughs> of the comic book world. Can you work on that next? Yeah, I'll, I'll next? figure something out. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a lot <laughs> I'll going I'll talk on. to Dio and say, like, hey, man, come on. Uh, you see, and you pronounced it correctly. Thanks, man. <laughs> wow. See, nerd city. Uh, SNL is... Well, at the time on of the Saturday, it is oh, on sorry. Saturday, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, okay. it used to be Saturday night, and then now <coughs> just live. Uh, it, so you're on hiatus right this second, or just this? No, week? no, not no. even this week. I mean, this week. We're, wow. Yeah, I'll leave here and and go try to write from some sketchums for Drake. Oh, good heavens! Oh, yeah, yeah. How is that with uh, working with the host? Is it, do you like a host that has more of an idea, or do you like someone who's like just write stuff for me? Um, no, I, it's the, it's the good and bad thing of the show of that no two weeks are the same. And even if there were two hosts that both said, just write stuff for me, the way that they execute it, the way that they react to it is different. So, um, there's, there's, I, I would say that the only kind of like general rule that, that you kind of hope to receive you know the 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 best type of host is one who says yes that's 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 the only guarantee that that it'll be the best show it can be um because we you know if you're someone like seth who's been on the show for i think 12 seasons now he's done it and you average that to you know 20 episodes he's done 240 something you know episodes he knows what he's doing and he know, and and even knowing what he's doing it doesn't guarantee that it's going to work so when people are restrictive or or they say no to stuff or combative and and it, it rarely does happen but that that can be a bummer now back you said earlier that you did mad tv but you hadn't done a lot of comedy stuff and improv mm-hmm. and then then you went to groundlings yeah which michael mcdonald was like the man of exactly. groundlings like he had for years, when I lived in California, it was always, why isn't Michael McDonald more famous? Like, I don't yeah. understand. He's so good. Yeah, he is. And he's so genius. Is he, did, was he teaching then while uh, doing that? Or? I think he'd stepped away from teaching because he'd been on Mad TV for a little bit at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. he was really in that sort of Stuart, Stuart heyday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I, I did half a season. I did 13 episodes. And by the end, Michael was sort of generous enough to start writing me into his sketches because he wrote a lot of his own stuff. And that's how I could tell that I'd 
proved myself a little bit. Um, and then I was actually asked back to do another season, but the suits wanted to negotiate for like few, as opposed to a full season, which is what you're supposed to be guaranteed. They're like, what about 17 out of 22? And, uh, I had a lot of representation whispering in my ear to say, nah, forget them. You know, you're young and you're better off. And now I am glad, but at the Mm -hmm. time it was hard to explain to my mother why I was turning down 17 guaranteed weeks of work when I dropped out of UCLA. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I knew that I was like, oh, maybe I, maybe I could hang with this, but Mike had come from there. Michael Hitchcock had come from there. A lot of people that I liked and respected had come from Groundlings. That's yeah. what there is. It's a um, totally different school. And for years mm-hmm. it was, you know, Groundlings was LA, Second City was Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's UCB everything, which is great too. Right, yeah, all over the place. Yeah, the, in, in LA, the good, uh, Groundlings is incredibly elitist and, and they cut people off at a certain level and say you can't hang here anymore. And the good of that is that if you get to a level where you're performing, you've earned it in one way or another, you know. Uh, and the great thing about UCB is they let people perform right away. And I think that can also be to its detriment just from my experience in going to see, sh- see shows. You know, it can be a little um, uneven. The great is so great and so mind-blowing and new and exciting. And and the the bad is, uh, can be pretty rough. <laughs> um, where, where Groundlings has a little bit more of a consistency. But at the same time, people uh, stay there a long time. So... Um, I like the Sunday company because those are the people who are really trying to prove themselves and who are hungry and who are, you know, try, trying new things. I, I love Groundlings. I'm, I, I am as prepared as you can. I knew I was as prepared as you could be for SNL because of my time at Groundlings. Yeah, I did some stuff at Acme when I was out there for a little while. Did you? Oh, awesome. Yes, very, very briefly. Oh, awesome. And then realized that my money was just better suited to beer. Yeah, yeah. At the time. It was just very, I mean, it was really, it was a smart play on my behalf. Yeah, way to go, man. It got me to the podcast. So it's pretty. Yeah, it got us here. You know. I remember when, like, Wayne Brady first hit on Whose Line Is It Anyway, he would do a lot of shows at Acme. And, that, and I went and saw him there, and it was really? pretty amazing. Yeah. I love that space. I love the Acme space. It's a great space. spot. I remember yeah. the woman who taught this woman named Cynthia Shigetti because she was absolutely terrifying. Oh, yeah. And she, I, I found her hilarious because she would just start screaming. And I came from that school <laughs> of theater when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I know you. Cool. Tear it up. Yeah. yeah what are you yeah. going to do? It's not personal, right? Yeah. I don't right. give a shit. But then I'd watch other people cry. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have that thick <laughs> skin. Yeah. And yeah. Do you go Even to a lot hard. of comedy shows here? Like we go see Jerry Seinfeld or whoever, Gotham or stuff like that? No. Yeah. No. I, and I do wish I were better at that. And, and I've been asked to do Ask Hat a couple of times and, and have said yes. And, and that that's such a great show. And um, But I do need some of that just fall asleep and eat pizza. Totally. You do you want to go see some bands? You can go. I would, I, I would love to do that. I finally, I went to like the first concert ever in new york at the beginning of this season i went and saw walk the moon who we talked about oh, right. uh, at terminal five is such a fun show it was great i wish i did more of that but did you have that one spot in the venue it. where you could actually see and hear correctly yeah i i look <laughs> i really really lucked out because like we showed up kind of late and i was worried that we weren't going to be able to get in there but we ended up by this column where we had a great you know view of the stage and and yet uh, weren't in the madness. That's a rare occurrence at Terminal 5. Yeah, really. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Being that I'm a uh, by-the-bar guy at shows, yeah. it's not my venue. You yeah, know? Right. It's like, oh, I wish... Uh, 
Uh, I guess I'm just not going to hear the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That convenient location, though. Jonah, so. I went saw a band at a squat in Crown Heights once. Jonah could take you to some shows. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to yeah, go man. that route, yeah, <laughs> it's man. awesome. I, 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 will, I will cop to uh, being the most unhip music listener. I love music. I love it. And it's very important in my life. I just am the type who would rather listen to the CD at home in comfort than shoulder up in a crowd with maybe diminished quality. No, I get it. I get it. I, um, I'm just basically home all day. So for me, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. a nice excuse. Like I'm on the guest list and I can leave my apartment and do something. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. as soon as I get there, I'm like, I wish I was home. I found, right. myself, <laughs> I found myself fighting that instinct a lot with, what are they going to do? Play the song I know live. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I get that. And it sounds so dumb because, you know, if you've ever played music, it's really hard to do live, you know, and yeah. you should, you know, be able to uh, appreciate that. But then after seeing, it sounds so old and jaded right now, but you know, we between us, we probably have ten thousand shows. You know, it's like literally, like, yeah. like when I first moved to New York, I was averaging three or four a week. Yeah, amazing. And it's just that's well, I was also working in it and liking it and mm-hmm. seeing so many different bands, and that would have that that moment of crossing something off a list. Yeah, like in my head, I I, I ended up uh, sadly great guy, but just not a fan of a lot of his stuff. A Dave Matthews show. At Madison Square mm-hmm. Garden, and James Brown came on stage, and in my head, wow! And in my head, I just watched the, his name get crossed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm good, yeah. perfect. You know, I was at the Grammys once, and Bob Dylan came on. I was like, and we're good. Yeah, you know? but I think there are those shows. Like we went and saw Stevie Wonder at the Hollywood Bowl, oh, and it was just yeah, it's awesome, transcendent, it, it, amazing. He's he is my number one. He's my number one. Uh, so I was very excited, and I, and I sought it out. Uh, I've never done his Christmas show. I've never gone to his Christmas show. He does a Christmas show in LA that I hear is amazing. And Beck and Kyle, who are new on the show this season, so funny. Uh, they've been a couple times. And, and so I I want to try to do that. That that's, that's on the list to cross off. But you just sit there and it's just hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And that's the thing you were saying about like, they're going to play my favorite song live. And then the songs you don't know it, for me, it's just hard to get into because you're like trying to listen, but then you know you're, the, what the reaction they want is for you to freak out. Like that's what they want, right? That's why you become a rock star is to go, you know, play the first few bars of Hotel California and hear the stadium go wild. Um, so, so I feel like I'm, I'm forcing it or I'm faking it to mm. the band when they play a song <laughs> that I'm not familiar with. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> track Tra- eight. Woo! Track eight off of yeah. fulfillingness. I'm yeah. into Woo! it. Woo! Try new stuff. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's just like a little dishonest, you know. Um, <laughs> You're the honest fan. Like, yeah. oh, no, I'm gonna turn around. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go to the bathroom. I'm go I don't know it. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know it. No bathroom. Oh, don't don't play track four. That's my favorite. This is a bathroom song, but I'll be back for mine. Um. <laughs> Yeah, is it, yeah. So it's tough, but like seeing seeing Stevie Wonder is amazing, and now it's even harder to justify with this job, not just for time and energy, but I'm seeing maybe the best concert in town every week. That is true. From that twenty feet away, true. with as much elbow room as I want, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I get I've been spoiled the last three and a half years. No, I'd say you've earned it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen Paul McCartney, I've seen Elton John, I've seen nobody big, every, you know. Yeah, no big deal. Every I mean, what's he done pop? after the Beatles? Really? <laughs> right? <laughs> Did you say that to him? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did and you say? Like, did well, you say wings and yeah. <laughs> For, former wing Paul McCartney? <laughs> if you could just say that once. <laughs> <laughs> he'd probably love it he's amazing he uh, like he's amazing because he has he has more than anybody every right to like avoid make no eye contact rush in rush out and because you know he's he's pretty good friends with lorne um he hangs around <laughs> he hangs around he was just on for the jimmy fallon show mm-hmm. uh did his his bit in the monologue and came off and i'm waiting to go on to the next sketch and makes eye contact and i was like hey man that was great and he screws me he's like oh you think so thanks man you know like that's crazy it's crazy yeah that's it's, bizarro yeah that it's would, bizarro yeah, yeah i was yeah. going to vanessa's dressing room for that show and like he was just standing at the bottom of the stairs just like hanging out and i was like oh my god like ran into her dressing room i was like when did you see that she's like yeah like, yeah it's so crazy did you, did you want to just bump into and go move no i like and he probably went he would, he would probably go oh i'm sorry i got like yeah. scared yeah I yeah. Like, yeah yeah <sighs> i got scared i just ran yeah that's my reaction it's yeah it, uh, that's one where i i i kind of not not in a cynical way, but in a we're all just people way. Try not to be too impressed of like, yeah, but what, who are they as a human being? But he's one where you just totally. can't fool yourself. No, totally. He is he is history. He's literally living history uh, in terms of his accomplishments, his effect on society on on like a global scale. It's it's pretty phenomenal. Pretty cool. Who's been your favorite? Uh, I mean, again, you've seen a ton, mm-hmm. but at, like favorite Saturday Night Live performance could even be past, you know, from watching, you know, years and years and years ago. Like who, you know, who, oh, who have in- you seen that you, interesting. That, like performance wise? Um, I know. I mean. What, like, like a big, you guys mine, may laugh at this, uh, but a big, uh, a big moment on SNL for me where like I went out of my way to seek the musical performance over the sketches was when Blink-182 played. Oh, my God. Because I grew up, like, after Big Bear was Manhattan Beach. My family moved to Manhattan Beach. So any beach city punk, anybody from San Diego up to Malibu, you know, Pennywise, uh, Bad Religion, and, you know, I I Blink-182's, you know, within that, in in my mind, driving around in my friend Ben's Bronco, just blasting, damn it, as loud as possible, uh, are pretty good memories. So... So I was excited for that. And then I got to meet those guys. They came and did Mad TV. That was amazing. And then Tenacious D was the year their album came out, came and performed with the Tenacious D All-Stars, which was the studio group they used. So Dave Grohl was playing drums. Uh, you know who their other drummer is? Who? Brooks Wackerman. Bad Religion. Bad Religion. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, it's like it's the band the backing band of tenacious the coolest D. and the first bass player they had was steve mcdonald you know yeah that? yeah i didn't know that I, yeah. I like that we're talking about this like as the podcast is ending it's like let's talk about something jonah knows a lot about <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like i love bad religion like what it's a totally perfect yeah yeah well, before jonah starts talking thank you very much. Right, right, right. yeah yes. yeah the things i gotta go <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah but in uh people I've, I've seen live the best the best performance that i've seen live in the space was arcade fire yeah. Um, the first time they came and played when I was there, they'd played before, but they put on a. I, I, don't, I feel like you were there. Yeah, I that, think I was like, there. Seven or eight song concert after yeah. the show stopped, and Spike Jones was like moshing in front of the stage because Wynn literally said, All right, if people don't fill in, you know, you have to leave space for the cameras in front, but Wynn was like, If people don't fill in this space and come dancing, we're going to stop playing. So mm-hmm. you kind of got to trump like uh, the. the uh, appropriate protocol 
uh, and just and just literally like have a blast. Does that happen a lot? Around. Bands play no. afterwards? No, once, very yeah, rarely. Once in a while, but not that much. The crazy thing I saw was at season finale party where the Foo Fighters just played covers Live band for like a couple hours was, with yeah, like Chris Mick Jagger came, out came up. Song, Mick Jagger, yeah. like it was it was insane. And then and then last season, like the Killers came right from the Barclay Center and they were introduced did. by Bono. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, no. Eh, who's that? Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. That's just yeah. a random non-sweep-sweep SNL, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, it's for nobody. It's literally for the 300 people and whatever, you know, walkers by that want to look down at the 30 Rock ice rink. Uh, it's just, that's that was our moment. That was just for us, which is pretty... That's awesome. Awesome. Okay, it's not that Taryn is so cool. It's not that Taryn is so talented. It's that Taryn's wife is a Marvel Comics superhero <laughs> who was in the Avengers. That's, yeah, see, not that big of a deal to me. And there's some people who would go, oh, I'm very envious of that. Uh, that wow. Some guys have all the luck. But with Taryn, no, no, no. Yeah, right on, man. <laughs> Deserve it. Cool. Well done. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and just can you think about like, him hanging out with Jason Siegel and Neil Patrick Harris, like, just the comedy. How I Met Your Mother. Oh, gotcha. There you go. Uh, bring it in. Bring it in. How's that stump town going down? Slow? It's going down. <laughs> it's going down slow and cold. Uh, no. That's I, what she said. <laughs> oh, God. To her friend, who was also a slut. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Uh, Come on, we're trying to be funny. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Come on, everybody's already. You can hear this kind of humor at our live podcast, February twenty second at Union Hall in the city of Brooklyn, part of the city of New York. Yeah, part it's of beautiful the Park Slope. Beautiful Park Slope. If you live in Park Slope, you could rent out your address so your friends with children could use it to get in the best school system in the borough. <laughs> Is it really? That's uh, dude. People do that all the time. Mm. It's insane. People want to go to the Park Slope like public schools. It's completely. I, I, I mean, I knew there were a lot of families there and like kids, but I didn't realize that there's. I figured that rich people live there anyway, so they just ship their kids off to yep. private they schools. They pirate addresses. Really? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's completely true. It's nuts. <laughs> do they have school buses? <clears throat> like they just like, come know. to your house? They do. Like... like New York City does have some <clears throat> school buses, but you have to like. It's weird. You have to kind of. How do you, how do not, it's not for school. every kid. If like you have to be a certain, you have to be a certain distance away. But then you can. But then you also have to like prove that you have enough kids to pick up. I think. I see. So you mm. kind of have to like apply, I guess, for a school bus stop. How do your kids get to school? They ride motorcycles. The, they go on the MTA bus. MTA bus. Yes. Yeah. Nice. It is funny that you say they or ride bicycle sometimes. They ride motorcycles because uh, Brad's son, his bicycle helmet is the evil Knievel helmet. Yeah, that's right. I I know so little about kids that I was I asked how your kids got to school and then I was like, is that a really personal question? <laughs> like I was like, is that like a, anything involving kids? I'm just like, uh, I don't know. No, it's... don't worry about it. They yeah. get there. <laughs> yeah. What, what what do you need to know for? What, what do you what do you what do you what do you care about my kids, man? People get really irate about that Coming if like your kid goes to you know private schools. Like, well, why do they go to private schools? Like, well, because I want this. Like, well, dude, easy. Yeah, Governor Christie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you enjoyed this podcast, um, go back through our archives, especially if you like Taryn. We've had on my sister Vanessa a couple times, um, 80, God, we have 80 had on so damn funny. Mike O'Brien, 
Fred Armisen. We've had on some awesome people from SNL. We're going to get really appreciate Janine everyone Garofalo. coming on. Yes, Janine. And uh, yeah, so check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. And thank you for listening. Muchas gracias.